0: Welcome to Further Africa's Last Week, our brand new podcast, a weekly roundup of the most read news articles over at furtherafrica.com. Here you'll stay up to date on what really moves Africa forward. You can also do that by following Further Africa on social media and by listening to this podcast every Monday morning as you get ready for an exciting week. I am Rafael Carvalho, your host, and today I'm joined by Emmanuel Chilampuma. How are you doing, Emmanuel? I'm well, thanks. How about yourself? Good, thank you, just chilling, (laughs) summer weather here. Yes, exactly, Uh, it's quite nice outside actually, for the first time. Yes, I mean, it's nice outside, but we still have to stay at home mostly, so... This is is the sad part, exactly, this is exactly the sad part. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's actually move to better news. Uh, Mm -hmm. Before we do that, allow me to do some housekeeping first, okay? okay? So, since this podcast is still in its embryonic stage, uh, we'd appreciate any and all feedback from our listeners. Feel free to contact us on last week at furtherafrica.com to send your suggestions, ideas, perhaps even a piece of African news you may think we would be interested in covering. At Further Africa, we are all about sharing a positive view of the African continent, something that's not immediately obvious in many mainstream media outlets, unfortunately. All right, so... With that out of the way, let's pour over the first bit of news. And the links to all the news presented here will also be in the podcast's description. All right, Emmanuel. So the first one... Uh, refers to South Africa and its state airline, South African Airways, which uh, I'm sure you're aware of, has been under bankruptcy protection since December, mm-hmm. mostly, mostly due to the fallout from the coronavirus. So now they are actually undergoing debt restructuring. What's mm-hmm. your take? What's your take here, Emmanuel? OK,
1: so I think, you know, the, the, the situation with South African Airways, um, as we know, this has been going on for quite some time now. And yep. the, the government has announced several times that they were going to introduce a restructuring plan. Um, but with that restructuring plan, they will need roughly around 600
0: million um, of new funds. Um, considering yeah, that's the, it. That, the- that's in US dollars, right? 600 million yes. which is like 10.4 billion south african rand so. yes that's correct yes, yes. so with the, the the current situation um
1: regarding covid and um, regarding all the other issues um in the country um it seems that you know this is something which might actually take longer than people anticipate um so you know currently the, the finance minister of South Africa has actually been considering um, approaching pet- um, pension funds, private equity firms, and you know other partners to raise enough capital um, to actually restructure the South African Airways. Um, but then there is also that concern that you know um, many jobs will be lost as a result of the the, the restructure. And the Democratic Alliance, which is the main opposition party in South Africa uh, has actually been attempting to block the finance minister from actually using uh, public funds uh, to rescue the airline. So this is going to be quite an interesting story in terms of how it's actually handled um, and also in terms of um, whether uh, this restructuring plan will actually be a success um, in the long run. So um, this is pretty much my, my take on this. I'm not sure how you feel about uh, the the current situation. Two
0: points here that I, uh, that I would like to add. Mm-hmm. Uh, firstly, the, you mentioned like the, the layoffs right? They're gonna lay off a bunch of people right unfortunately Yes. Uh, but they have been actually in talks with trade unions regarding that. So, Mm -hmm. there is still some hope that many people will be reallocated or... Just a few days before this piece of news came out, in other news uh, was reporting that the Finance Minister of South Africa and the Public Enterprises Minister had sent a support letter whereby they were committing to procure the funds necessary to rescue South African Airways. So there is a little bit of a contradiction here. I'm not sure if it's just misinformation or if they backtracked on that. But like you said, these things do not help. And this whole process is going to be a lot longer than people expect. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. all right so moving on we have an article which is essentially a factual report on china's interests in africa uh, be it political average bilateral trade investing foreign aid you name it uh, i actually thought there were really great and sometimes surprising data here don't you think emmanuel yes i totally agree
1: actually um i think Looking at um, this particular article um, where it actually um, analyses the relationship between um, Africa and China, Um, it's not just focusing on one area, it's focusing on pretty much a bunch of areas um, such as trade, um, employment, um, as well as um, diplomacy. So, you know, if we actually look at um, some of these um, statistics, um, we can actually see that China uh, was actually importing quite a lot um, of goods into Africa, um, but then we can also then see that the um, exporting to China, on the other hand, um, isn't as significant um, compared to to, to um, Chinese products being uh, moved into Africa. And what's um, also interesting, actually, is the. Um, Foreign direct investments inflow um, from China into Africa, which has actually increased uh, quite a lot since yeah. 2003. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you know, and then I also then picked up something here, um, which mentions the the employment i guess of um chinese workers um, yes workers in in, in africa yeah yes um and we can obviously see that there's been a decline um which probably means that you know more um africans might actually be given opportunities here to you know take on more more roles which obviously creates employment uh so it's it's a very mixed report um and you know it's it's quite interesting actually because you know when we look at the the the, the biggest trade partners um, with China in Africa you know such as um, Angola and South Africa um, we obviously have to look at what is it that those countries actually have to offer and also vice versa so it's it's a very mixed
0: uh, report and quite fascinating actually. Yeah, exactly. And add to that the fact that it is a very good, well-resourced piece of journalism, uh, which is kind of my thing and I'm always appreciative of a good word like this. So I do recommend anyone to go over and read the full article. Okay. Right, so now it's Angola's turn, uh, with their approval of new tax laws. The property tax code has been approved. Uh, motor vehicles tax will be introduced, and also several changes were introduced to Angola's general tax code. So, what did you think of it, Emmanuel?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, this this sounds a very this sounds like a very interesting um, story. Actually, um, I, I read the report a few times to try and actually make sense of um, some of these um, new uh, taxation laws that have been introduced. So. Looking at um, the real estate um, assets, um, where it seems as if um, this was actually non existent in the past. Um, so, this now will apply to land, um, construction, and then urban buildings. But it's very unclear whether the, these laws will also apply to, um, you know other properties outside uh, the urban areas. Um, And it also seems as if um, the government is moving towards um, encouraging uh, people to actually um, occupy um, these properties because they've obviously um, introduced um, a a, a new um, law which requires you to pay additional taxes um, if that property is empty. So I think it's pretty much a case of wanting to actually encourage people to um, live in those properties or actually make use of those properties rather than just
0: you know purchasing a property. Exactly, and, correct. That, yeah. That's what I surmised too. Mm-hmm. And what about mm-hmm. motor vehicles? Was that surprising to you?
1: Yes that was uh, that was quite surprising actually because I would have thought um these um taxes would have been in place um a long time ago um but it seemed as if um you know you could actually own a car and not actually have to pay um, <laughs> exactly. any
0: taxes yeah, <laughs> I was, uh, I was ready to. I was ready to move to Angola right now so
1: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, really? Well that, that means that now means that you will have to pay more taxes or you will have to pay taxes for your vehicle. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that's uh, that's uh, quite that's quite an interesting one actually. Um so this will obviously Apply to any motor vehicle um so you know from from what i've also gathered from this article um this is something that will enter into force um 30 days um after these um new laws have actually been uh, published which is likely to happen next month so what's your what's your
0: view um on these taxes i mean i'm not gonna go into specifics about angola but i think Tax reforms are definitely, can be a a catalyst for for development to any country. Mm -hmm. And uh, Angola has huge potential. I don't know if you've seen this, but there is a recent study that has been published by uh, the Institute for Studies in Security, which is a South African institute. And in their report, they say that Angola... Has the potential to become the, uh, Africa's fourth largest economy by 2050, I believe. So that's a pretty big deal in my book. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that actually, because you know we've seen a number of uh, policy reforms um, in the last year or so um, in Angola and you know it seems as if uh, more and more um, businesses or investors are actually being welcomed um to actually participate in the economy so um that really doesn't come as a surprise um considering yes. the amount of work that has actually gone into uh try to re-improve the economy and um, considering that um, it almost collapsed back in 2014 um, when the oil prices is declined. So yes. I, I can possibly see see
0: that um, coming into play at some point. Exactly. Um, um, yeah. All right. So I think that basically covers it all for this piece of news. So let's yep. move on. All right. So last, but definitely not least, is the official announcement by Total, the French Energy Corporation, stating that Mozambique LNG project financing has been signed. The amount, you asked? 14.9 billion dollars. So that's the largest private investment in Africa. Emmanuel.
1: Yes, um, I'm actually glad that uh, you you picked up this article. Um, uh, you know, just
0: I, just for clarification, uh, it's just the most rad news. So this is by uh, okay. far this is by far yeah. the one that picked up most of our views. So. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So yes, yeah, so, um, I'm actually glad um, about
1: this announcement um, regarding Twitter. Um, I've been studying uh, these LNG projects in Mozambique for quite some time now, and you know, it seems that things are now starting to, you know, um, look bright um because you know before there were a lot of discussions um about the financing about the projects um but you know we never really got to see um any of the results but you know it seems that between last year and this year there has been a lot of progress um so i mean in terms of the actual um Financing arrangement. Um, we're obviously aware that there are several lenders um, who have actually participated in this, um, including the African Development Bank. Um, exactly. I think just recently, actually, um, there was an article that was published um, stating that um, the African Development Bank will take part in this. And then there is obviously other credit agencies. Um, in Africa and then then also um, outside of Africa who have also provided loans. Um, So I I think, you know, this is a a major milestone um, considering how long it has taken not only to raise the capital, but to actually begin the the actual development work. Um, So, you know, we understand that there will be um, or there will begin the development uh, of the offshore area one concession. Um, yes. And the, the, the plan there would be to also construct um, a plant. So, you know, the, the, these are very positive developments. Um, and I know that you've obviously been following um, a lot of the LNG projects in, in Mozambique too. So yeah. what, um, you know, how, how do you feel about how things are going um, in terms of these LNG projects?
0: Uh, I mean I can't stress enough how huge this is for Mozambique right mm-hmm. and but the good thing is the government knows it they are yeah. they are creating all the conditions for this project to bear fruit for decades to come uh, in fact you actually be able to read just that today if you're listening to the podcast upon release from Mozambique's finance minister himself his Excellency Adriano maleani so it's a recent exclusive, exclusive interview we've had the honor to conduct with him. You can go to furtherafrica.com to read our most recent open talk interview. All right. So Emmanuel, any closing thoughts? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it will be interesting
1: and very insightful to hear from the Minister of Finance from Mozambique tomorrow. Um, I am pretty sure we will be able to actually get a better picture of the work that's currently being done in Mozambique. And uh, thank
0: you to all the listeners. Thank you, Raphael. Thank you for your time, Emmanuel. Thank I'll you very catch much. you later. Have a ah, good one. Okay. You too, you too. All right, so that does it for this week. To our listeners, stay tuned for more great content from us as we deliver the best of Africa to you. And now in podcast format too. This is Rafael Carvalho signing off. Have a great week and until next time.